Arkansas Chatters, welcome back to Arkansas Chatters. I am your host, Frostbite, and with us as always, Nightwolf. What up, folks? Yeah, I couldn't hear you there for a minute. Yeah, you should be able to hear me now. Yeah. At least one ear, anyway. Yep. Oh, there we go. So, you know, we've been out, you know, for two weeks. We've, we've been doing more of our podcast more on a two-week basis. But we're not going to anymore, though. We're going to go back to weekly, you think? Yeah. Just for that one particular reason. Yeah. I think you're right. It helped you know, stabilize. I had some personal issues that were not very pretty. I'm going to grab me a slice. Oh, I'm going to regret it, but it's going to taste so good. Hey, at least you know you lose some weight. Yeah. Yo. Ouch. So you did hear that? Yeah. I can barely hear it through mine, but you know. Oh, okay. Can you hear better now? Uh, I reckon. I can hear myself talk, but I can't hear it through the uh, headphones. Huh. That's weird. Might need to take mine out and push mine in more. Okay. Can you hear better now? Yeah, it's still about the same. I can hear you just fine. Okay, how about now? Wait a minute. Say again? How about now? I can hear you, but, you know, but, you know, that's fine, you know. I can hear myself talk without yeah. headphones. Yeah. We still want to make sure it's getting in the mix right. Well, yeah, because you won't. Was it showing on there? It's picking you up, but it's faintly. Try again. What up? There we are. Ah, didn't have the gain high enough, huh? Yeah. I told you you need to mark that stuff. I know. <laughs> so, um, you told me uh, last week you had some interesting stuff to bring in. Well, I did, but I forgot it all. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> See, that's what happens when you wait two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's mainly that, you know, Oh, Hillary, you know, she's in uh, legal troubles right now. And not really sure why, because when it comes to reading about Clinton, I'm like, fuck that crap. It's nothing but lies anyway. Well, I mean, they're not going to touch her. Well, they are. It's just they're doing it smarter this time. At most, they're going to give her a slap on the wrist and say, don't do that again. Just and, just like you need a rich person. Yep. But you get a poor person that did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They'll be rotting under the jail. Yep. It's all about who's got the most money. Unfortunately. Well, you know that's absolutely true. Our country has turned into that. It's always been that way. You know, it used to be that it was for the people, by the people. Yeah, but they were slowly doing it. Mm. It's always been that way because they were slowly doing it. Mm. <clears throat> but, uh... Mainly is it's looking better for the Republicans than the Democrats. Yeah. Even though it don't sound like it, but the more and more they uncover, the more and more Democrats will be in trouble. 
Well, I still would love to see Nancy Pelosi executed for her crimes against humanity. Well, everybody thinks the same way with Fauci. Mm -hmm. In all reality, they got enough on Fauci right now that he can be under the jail. Mm -hmm. But they won't touch him because of how rich he is. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just that. No, it's only that. No, there's more to it than that. Is that everybody knows for a fact that he was a puppet. He was designed... Well, it ain't, it ain't just because he was a puppet. It has nothing to do with the puppeteering. It's because of how much money he makes. Mm -hmm. He's one of the highest paid in Washington right now. Mm -hmm. He gets paid more than the president. Mm -hmm. He gets basically paid more than Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you? Yep, and he gets paid to lie to us. Basically. That's basically what he's doing. He's getting paid to lie to us. You know, pizza ain't the greatest, but hey. Hey, it's pizza. <laughs> Pizza's pizza nowadays. <laughs> oh, something that hit me with um, that I watched on YouTube was J.P. Sears. You know who this guy is. Mm -hmm. He did a video on... Um, you know, tips to the authoritarians, you know, the, you know, the people that are sitting there trying to control everything. And one of the things he put in there is replace, um, you know, that you know, insane doctor with anybody, including a cartoon character, you know, because he's completely unbelievable. Right. No one believes him. Right. Well, the only people that do are uh, the ones that think he's uh, trusting science. Mm -hmm. He ain't even touched science, because if he did, he wouldn't be doing the shit that he's doing. Because mm -mm. everything he's doing has nothing to do with science. Mm -mm. Every, actually, everything he's doing is going against science. Mm -hmm. And yet they'll say that Christians are the ones that are anti-science. Mm, not necessarily. Well, he does, you know, but... No, that's what the hard left wants people to believe. Right. It's like if you watch um, God's Not Dead, We the People, which is the fourth movie. Yeah. That's one of the things that they will point out, you know, that the first thing that they will point out in Congress. Uh, you need to watch this movie, The Giver. Why's that? You'll see. Okay. Uh, remind me later. And, I'll and it's on, I uh, believe it's on Netflix. Okay. But yeah, one of the first things... It, it basically talks of what's happening now. Right. Well, it's like I pointed out to a co-worker, you know, if you really look at what the leftist agenda has always been, it is play-by-play play exactly what Hitler and the Third Reich did. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like they say, history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Well, this, is, this happened 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. But not as full scale as it is now. Right. But it, it, it's had, it, this has happened before. Yeah. I'm like, well, if history repeats itself, then why are you letting it repeat itself? Right. Well, that's but the Republicans aren't. It's just the Democrats are. Right. Because they don't. They believe in doing it over and over and over until it come, becomes right. Right. The Democrats really believe that you know that if they repeat a lie enough times, it'll become true. Right. And the Republicans are like, uh-uh, nope. 
Exactly. But the Democrats do have a few things in their favor, and that is they've got people that are willing to change the dictionary definitions. Yeah, especially Fauci's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see how many times he uh, changed uh, gain of function? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I'll give you a perfect example of this. If you read, if you took a dictionary made before 1995, yeah. and you read and you look up fascist, mm-hmm. you will literally, it literally describes today's Democratic Party mm-hmm. to the letter. Right. If you read the new definition, it describes today's Republican Party. Right. They did that deliberately to polarize. Yeah, but people probably already know that uh, that ain't right because the Demo- or the Republicans ain't doing what the fa- fascists really means. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you've got the fact that they're acknowledging non... <coughs> even in the dictionaries, they're acknowledging the gender identity politics and non-binary person and all that yeah. crap. Yeah. Here's, but here from a medical perspective... Human beings cannot be non-binary. Well, if you if you're claiming to be binary, um, whatever you said that was non-binary, then you're a fucking alien. Yeah, that's just point blank because that's all they are. Right. There is no male and there is no female. Well, it's like one girl um, was you know was a trans guy. Right. And um, went to the hospital, just, you know, for something or another, and they gave them gave her a chemical, you know, some chemicals that you would not give to a pregnant woman. Right. She was pregnant, and because of the fact that she claimed to be male, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know any different. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, we had some guests, you know, brief guests out here. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, but anyway. Um, but... This woman, you know, miscarried because of the of the medicines that they gave her, and which she she was it was her responsibility to tell them that she she was a transgender. Right, she should. So it shouldn't have been the medical uh, the hospital's fault. Right, and no, it wasn't, and that was ultimately the you know the the local courts ruled in favor of the hospital mm-hmm. because of the fact that in all essence she lied to the doctors. Basically, yep. When you really get down to it. You know, what the doctors need to know is, are you physically male or female? Mm-hmm. They don't need to know what you identify as. Right. They don't care. Biologically, they need to know if you're a male or a female. Right. Biologically. Even if they had the surgery, they're still a male. Right. Or still a female, depending on right. what they start off as. And as a matter of fact... Because their DNA will not change. Right. As like the one, you know, the one woman that was a trans male literally had the surgery and everything, got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, you know, males can give birth too. No, they can't. They can to a certain extent. That's not a male. But what I'm saying is they can to a certain extent. Instead of going into the uterus, it goes into their stomach. Yeah. But, yeah, it's ridiculous the way that they're doing all mm-hmm. this crap. Yeah. And they're pulling a fast one, but the worst part of it all is that they're doing it deliberately. Mm-hmm. The, the idea is to get us all talking and arguing so that we're distracted right. from what they're really up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that's kind of, that needs to come to a point where we're, we're, when we see these assholes, they need to be tried for treason and executed. Mm-hmm. 
in the most inhumane way possible. Right, pretty much. But is that going to happen? No. no. What are they going to do? Slap it under the rug. They're, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not going to do anything to these people because it's all part of the quote-unquote, uh, you know. New world order. Yeah. But they don't fail to realize this new world order is failing fast. Well, and the thing is, is that they don't, what they also fail to realize is that those are, who are on the new world order are on the losing side. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Prophecy has already been foretold. Right. They are going to lose ultimately. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to try. Yep. Their goal is to literally drag as many people to hell as they can. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a damn good job of it. Pretty much. Oh. <coughs> Pardon me. Nice one. Hey, at least it didn't come out the other end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but here in the last couple of weeks, or last couple of days, I've been interested in the, um, interested aliens. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some interesting stuff out there, and you know, some of it you can really piece together, and come, you know, and the picture really comes, <laughs> mm-hmm. comes in pretty sharp. It's like a, not the Mediterranean Sea, but. Um, Mandarin something, mm-hmm. which is the ocean, bottom of the ocean, which is basically a bottomless pit because nobody can go to the very bottom. You're talking about the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there saying that there's laboratories under there that are, are not the humankind. Mm-hmm. That's very possible. And they're talking about there is such thing as a mermaid, but they're not mermaids or mermen mm-hmm. well it's been, it could be a possibility I don't know it's like up until the last what 10 years you know everyone thought the giant squid was just a legend mm-hmm. and sure enough it, you, know, some, you know some of the dead ones have been popping up right at least parts of it anyway mm-hmm. but um they were to, uh, they've been talking about um Underground laboratories mm-hmm. that, um, now this is where it gets kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. They're sitting here saying that the earth has been here longer than what everybody says. Mm-hmm. That God didn't create the earth, it was mm-hmm. already here, it just wasn't inhabitable at the time. Well. And see, and that's where it gets kind of iffy. Yeah. Because we never had a moon until, when was that? It's right after the Roman era. No, we've, you know, that's actually, that's false because we know from writings of Socrates and so forth that they worshipped a god well, you know, into the earliest civilization. That's what I'm saying. It was before Roman days. Right. I'm not sure what era it was in, mm-hmm. but the moon didn't come into play for a long, long time. Well, I know the Egyptians, some of the um, different sections of the of Egypt did worship the moon. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and back so, e back then, it, it came into play in the Egyptian days. Right. Well, you also have the Hittites, which also had a lot of worship towards the moon. Mm -hmm. They had the worship towards the sky, not the moon. Uh, some of the Hittites, you know, did worship the moon. Well, but, you know, as they're saying, only way to know for sure is get a... Um, a time machine? No, a... Um, a ground uh, penetrating radar on the moon to find out if the moon really has a core. Right. Because they're saying that the moon is actually a satellite. Well, technically, uh, no matter how you spin it, in all technicality, it is. Mm -hmm. But they're also saying that it's more than a satellite. It's kind of like, um, like the genealogy people do is take DNA Mm -hmm. and stored in that uh, freezer, freezer mm -hmm. thing. They're saying it's kind of like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't buy that one. Yeah, because they said there's like so many different tiers of the moon itself. I don't buy it. I don't know. Like, like I said, some of this stuff seems too far-fetched, but you never know. Right. Well, it's kind of like my theory. And it's like, you know, when they were on the moon, didn't they consider on drilling? Yeah, that would have been too much like right. But... My theory, you know, like with our, with Adam and Eve, is I don't believe that the Garden of Eden was actually on Earth. I don't think Garden of Eden actually existed. Well, I think it did, but it was more like, you know, a different planet, and it's possible that Adam and Eve were space-bearing. It's possible because they're talking about the... Um, uh, FaceTime with portal. They're talking about portals. Mm -hmm. Well, there are some things that have that have to be um, proven. Well, they've already proven there's portals. Right. But the thing though is, is that they're not seeing, you know, those FaceTime. They're, they're too scared to go on what's inside. Right. Well, there's some interesting things there is that for space, you know, for time travel possible possibilities and there is possibility there is time travel right but you're looking at the fact that there are two particles very specifically um, that deal with uh, temporal mechanics mm -hmm. um, let's see here here's here goes your problem hmm? there's things out there that we still don't understand no we can almost grasp what's going on, but we don't understand fully. Yeah. yeah. So everything you're saying is basically a theory. Mm-hmm. This is true. Because. Oh, uh, I watched a uh, video, and I think I told you about this earlier. They were taking some of the different events in the, in the Bible, Old Testament um, events, yeah. that the world goes, no, that's impossible. Yeah. And... You know, saying that these didn't these didn't happen, and they took and compared technologies, mm -hmm. you know, back to their time, did calculations. For example, the uh, Tower of Babel. Yeah. That one was neat as heck because they <coughs> took and built a brick using the same materials that they would have used back then. Yeah. On the first brick. Mm -hmm. uh, the same way that it would have been built back then. Right. And then they stress tested it. Mm -hmm. And they said that it could, you know, that brick. You know, if they used all of that brick, it would, 
you know, they could, the maximum height would be 500 feet. Right. Which still is pretty tall for its time. However, they said there was another kind of brick that they used back then. It wasn't very common. Right. And that was the fire bricks. Yeah, fire brick. Those. They didn't come into play till, I think, Egypt days. And the fire bricks. No, it came, it came into play right before they built the Tower of Babel. It wasn't very commonly used, right? But it's very possible the Tower of Babel could have been used in, to build that, right? Because you're talking about when they went ahead and built, you know, made a couple of the fire brick that way, mm-hmm. and then stress tested them, did the calculations. They said that it is theoretically possible that they could have built a tower that dwarfs our skyscrapers now. Yeah. Uh, ma- matter of fact, you know that. Um that sea that I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Mount Everest can fit underneath the sea and still have room to play. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It is very, uh, that's one of the reasons why there are theories that it's possible that the Megalodons survived in going into the Mariana Trench. Yeah. See, I don't know why I cannot remember that freaking word. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> uh, the reason why I remember it so well is I read the book, the Meg books, mm-hmm. and it dealt with a lot of that. Right. They also, in the Meg books, theorized that there could be an entire, that, that where the Mariana Trench is, that that's just a shelf into an undersea, under the ocean, ocean. Well, yeah, because uh, they, they've been talking about there's water underneath the water. Does that make Does that make sense? Yep, you'd have a you'd have a layer of ground, and then you'd have un- no what? water under the ocean. There's still water under the ocean. Mm-hmm. So basically, you got fresh water mixing with salt water, but still it stays fresh water. Mm. Well, which is kind of odd, but well, in the Mer- in the make books, you know, the theory the theory that they put in the play was. A you know the, an entire e- uh, ancient ecosystem yeah. that survived the ice age and so forth underneath the Mariana underneath the Mariana Trench. Right. And I think that is you know it's very possible. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, the Mariana Trench could could very well literally be. You know, what we're seeing on those trench walls could be just a shelf, essentially. Right. That could house um, <coughs> different uh, absorbatories, mm-hmm. uh, different labs, like they were talking about. Yeah. And it's mainly the U.S. government that's doing these labs. Yeah. Because well, they're keeping an eye on these certain people mm-hmm. that they claim are extraterrestrials. And they're not engaging with them or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just watching them. Mm-hmm. It's just basically a watchtower. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. And they just keep watching these people go in and out all the time. Right. This is why you start seeing these spaceships coming in and out of the water. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are chances that are that do there is aliens here on Earth. Yeah. We just don't see them. And some of them could be very well living among us, <laughs> and we yeah. never know. Well, from what I gather, or from what they're talking about, is, is we got the lizard people, mm-hmm. 
the gray people and the human. Right. Three different type of uh, people here on Earth. Well, and if my theory is right, <coughs> technically we're all aliens. Yeah, we all, everybody's alien, no matter what color you are. Right, you're, you know, because... Or what language you speak, you're an alien. Because if my theory is right, that Adam and Eve came from a different world because the, the, the Garden of Eden is not on Earth, or was never on Earth to begin with. Because, hell, they haven't found it yet. Right. Now, there's been a theory that, and it's a very prevailing theory, that the Garden of Eden is pretty much what is underneath the Middle East and underneath all that sand, and that's where a lot of oil is coming from. It's a possibility. But I don't 100% buy it. The reason why I say that is, you know, if you look, you know, the Neanderthals had their own deal going on, Mm -hmm. but we came in out of nowhere. Right. And... All of a sudden, we just we just took over. Yeah, because the theory of um, who brought the uh, dinosaurs here, mm-hmm. the theory is that the lizard people did. Now, who do you think the lizard people are that transformed into humans? I'd say they're all Democrats. <laughs> Illuminati. Yeah, that's what they're claiming that the lizard people are the Illuminati. Well. That basically somehow end up transforming into humans. Well, I see what in my theory also too with between the greys and, and the reptilian, whatever yeah. you want to call them, right. um, would be the encounters of the grey would be historically what we would have called uh, angelic appearances. Well, see, and that's just it is is that's what Area Fifty One has is the grey people. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me wonder if the grey people actually took over Area Fifty One. From what I understand, no, because that's Lockheed Martin's Skunk Corps project. It's I think still yet, that's where they're getting all their technology from. I think we is out of there. I think we confiscated their technology, and we've been reverse engineering. We've been trying to reverse engineer, but there's just some things that they can't do. It. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the introduction of the microchip. Mm-hmm. You look at the time, at the time that they introduced the microchip. Mm-hmm. It was centuries ahead of its time yeah i mean it wasn't just a little you know oh we discovered something and we integrate no there there was a massive leap right so i have a feeling that a lot of our technology is based off of you know you know gray technology mm-hmm. look at look at elon musk mm-hmm. he's an oddball he's an alien <laughs> He could be. He could be a reptilian, for all we know. Or he could be part of the gray. We don't know. Well, and from what I've read, most of the encounters between the reptilians and the gray, it's been, most people will, will say that the gray were very benevolent. You know, they, were, they, were looking, they weren't looking to cause harm. They were the nice people. Right. The, the reptilian, you know, It's different. Yeah, they're very hostile. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Nancy Pelosi and all them, maybe they are reptilians. Probably so. Which would explain why they are deliberately trying to destroy our country. So, in all honesty, with these aliens there that they got, I wonder if they have the same blood as we do. Kind of makes you wonder. 
Well, the gray, I wouldn't think. Well, no, the reptilians would not because the reptilians, in being reptile-like, um, they're going to be um, cold-blooded by nature. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm cold-blooded. No, what I mean by cold-blooded is they can't self-regulate their body temperature. Human beings can self-regulate. Most mammals, or almost all mammals, can self-regulate. They're warm-blooded. Some of them are, anyway. <laughs> all of them are, to a degree. You know. Now, what I mean by self-regulating is, if they go in the cold, they can keep going. Yeah. Okay. They may not necessarily live very long, but they will still stay moving. Well, I would think that would be the gray. Mm-hmm. For one simple fact is, is those three that they. Um, encountered two of them died or well, actually one of them died because they can't and they till this day they can't figure out why he died mm-hmm. now the other two are still alive mm-hmm. and they're actually up walking around the um, facility because mm-hmm. they've been feeling walking around right whether that's a suit or not i don't know right well, the rep, you know, the reptilians would be, you know, like I said, very cold-blooded, and they would not be able to. You ever see? You ever see what happens when you introduce a snake to snow? Mm-hmm. They move very, very sluggishly, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they crawl up pretty quick, though. Yep. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. Uh, I think. Um, well, and it's like they say that aliens do not like light. They do not like sunlight whatsoever. And well, that's, know, that's the same way with the reptilians. Well, I know with the gray, you know, based upon their physical descriptions, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because you look at the size of their eyes, how much... Well, we don't even know if the reptilians' eyes are that big. Right, that much I have not seen a... Because we really had not seen any pictures of those. Right, as I say, I haven't seen any artist renderings of right. them. But the grays, you know, are very commonly, you know, rendered. And you look at the very size of their eyes, the amount of light that they would be able to take in Mm -hmm. is probably easily 100 times what we're taking in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, know, their their sensitivity light would be astronomical. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes me wonder if my daughter's alien. Because she's got light sensitivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when I have my migraines real bad, I have severe light sensitivity. Alien! <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe that's your alien side trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Might be. But you know, <clears throat> most of the stuff that these people are talking about, kind of, uh, it's kind of like a deja vu type deal. Yep. Kind of like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Well... And see, the Native Americans had a lot of talk. They talked a lot about sky people, mm-hmm. which makes it, it would make sense that they had contact with aliens. And so it was like back then, okay, they, you know, the, like the Native Americans, they said they seen sky people. So what happened? All of a sudden, we don't hear about it anymore. Right. Even though they still keep coming here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you won't, you won't see them in our... Um, atmosphere or, or mm-hmm. in our um, um, universe that's because of the time war, not the time war, but the um, portholes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, remember when I talked about the you, theory of... You know, you know as well as I do, if they're in our universe, 
our space station should be able to pick them up unless they're just not saying anything. Uh, I think that's more the latter, but also, you remember I talked about my you know, about the theory of warp. Mm-hmm. Warp involves a little bit of time travel too. Space time folding in itself, right? It does involve time traveling, right? So it's very possible that they develop you know a warp technology that, that we can't understand. Well, we are starting to. No, um, we're we're not even close to understanding. Well, I know that we we're working on a ship currently. That we're we're building a ship currently that is theorized. Yeah, it's supposed to be the um, Noah's Ark 5.0. Something like that. <laughs> no, from what I understand on this ship, and they're doing it as an experiment. Mm-hmm. I know. And they're building it with the warp drive. They haven't got the math completely worked out on it yet. Right. But they are very close. Mm-hmm. If they can get the map or the math worked out, it, it's only a matter of time before they're able to physically apply it. Right. The math is the hard part right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, a lot of astrophysicists that are actually working on that, trying to get that, getting that math right. And it's, it's a bugger. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah, most of them will agree in that. In, in the concept of warp, it violates uh, Einstein's theory of relativity because here's the thing. Einstein's theory of relativity runs on the principle that light travels at the exact same speed. It's constant. Right. It's the only constant in the universe. Mm-hmm. Now, we're seeing, you know, through telescopes, we're seeing black holes where they're absorbing other stars and we're seeing how the light is adjusted and travels differently. He said the black hole wasn't a uh, portal at one point. That's a good point. But, you know, light is not necessarily constant. See, we could be creating those black holes and trying to, uh, we're we're trying to uh, recreate a portal, which we're probably just creating a black hole. Right. Instead. Right. Well, I mean, when they built the Hydron Collider, um, when they first turned it on, the, you know, before they turned it on, it was theorized that they would accidentally create a black hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they didn't, thank God. But, but they did create some major issues. Yeah. But if I understand correctly, nothing major crashed no. you know, from that. No. Not that we know of. Right. Or that they're telling. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Zuckerberg came out of that. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, um, there's just a lot of shit out there that you're going like, you know, deja vu, and you're like, hmm, have I seen this before? Yeah. Well, and the, and the theories are somewhat plausible. That's mm-hmm. the thing. But they're not... Some of it is, you know, you can kind of poke a hole in it a little bit. Yeah. Some of it, you know, it's like, well. See, a normal person like you or I can poke a hole in it, then you know there's got to be something into that. Right. Yeah. But it's very, you know, you know, and as a Christian, you would think, okay, I shouldn't believe in aliens. But actually, I think it's. Christians are aliens. 
rent. And that's part of my theory, one. But two is I think it's very um, arrogant of us to think that God would only create life on one planet. I'm saying that's just it. That's just it. Who's to say God created life? Well, according to the Bible, it does. That's according to the Bible. But that's what I'm saying. Is as a Christian. Yeah, as a Christian, that's what y'all think. Right. But that's what I'm getting at. Is as a Christian, you would think, you know, that I wouldn't believe in that stuff. But here's my thing: is is it too I much? Think, makes too much sense. Right. Also, I feel that it's very arrogant for us to think that we're the only sentient life forms ever. Right. What would you do if an alien came up to you right now? If it were a grave, it'd be like oh. it don't matter if it was gray, blue, black, purple, what? Well, if it was a reptilian, I'd probably kill it on the spot because I'm, I would see what it wants. Because we don't know if they're friendly or if they're uh, evil. We don't know that. Well, from what I've you know understood, see that's what we've read, but we don't know that for sure. Right, this is true. Just because they look different, don't mean they're evil. Well, from what I understand, every encounter with the reptilians has been very malicious. Right. You know, that, that they intend harm. Right. Now, the greys, it's more like they're trying to figure us out. Well, see, the greys, they can't talk. They can only do it through, te mm -hmm. te uh, say that word. Tele yeah, telepathic. Yeah, they can only say that. Because mm -hmm. they don't have a mouth, so they cannot talk. Now, the reptilians, they got a mouth. Mm -hmm. They can talk. So it kind of makes you wonder, how are they breathing our air and still survive? But we, but yet, we go up there, we can't breathe theirs. Well, that's a good question. Now and, see, and that's another thing is, is when you see an alien aircraft and it crashes, you don't see them in a spacesuit like right. you do with us. Right. So what, what's up with that? Well... It's maybe it's entirely possible that the what we're seeing is gray is, that, is a suit in yeah. itself. Possibility, because for all we know, it could be a fucking inchworm. For all we know, that's inside. Yep. But that's not the case because they did a biopsy on them. Right. They said the only thing they could find is spongy bones. Well, that kind of makes sense because spongy bones, you know, kind of like, are much like bird bones. Mm -hmm. uh, fish and bird bones. Mm -hmm. And if you look for a second, dinosaurs, you know, they're discovering, you know, when they really looked mm -hmm. at everything, that they were more bird-like than anything. Right. Um, specifically, the theropods. Which whatever, whatever that is. Uh, theropods is a classification of dinosaurs. The T-Rex would be a good example. The Velociraptor, the Utah Raptor. Oh, you mean the carnivores? Not some of them were not carnivores. Well, the T-Rex and all the ones you're talking about are carnivores. Right. But there were some theropods that were not carnivores. They're plant-based plant animals. Yes. Now, it is entirely possible that, you know, that they are, you know, birds, you know, flightless birds. I mean, you really... It's a possibility. Or they could be in some kind of alien form that used to fly around the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, the one that, you know, as far as when you look at dinosaur fossils, the one thing that they have not been able to figure out at all, and paleontologists have lost sleep over this, the tyrannosaur, his arms. Yeah, why they're so short? Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of odd. 
because they're not exactly long enough for defensive purposes. Right. They're not exactly long for offensive pur- purposes. Right. They're barely long enough to eat with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're long enough to actually get food to their mouth. I, I think that was uh, more of a kind of a design flaw on somebody's part. <laughs> yeah. But you know we. You know, Can you imagine them actually having arms on them? Yeah. We would definitely be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But you know we just cannot solve that one. Right. But, but it's kind of the same reason why you look at some of our modern-day flightless birds. <coughs> They've got wings. But they can't fly. Right. Yeah. So it makes you wonder a little bit. You know, I wonder how much, you know, if those arms were left over from a pre, you know, previous version. Possible. Well, look at the alligator. Mm-hmm. Look how far, look how old that son of a bitch is. Yep. Um, thinking of stuff that's old, did you know that there is a basking shark that that was alive during our you know our country's founding fathers' time? Yeah. That it, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still fish out there and turtles that are out there that's older than Earth itself. Not necessarily older than Earth, but older than um, you would you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes you kind of wonder, you know, a little bit there. Kind of makes you wonder how these uh, turtles are living so damn long. <laughs> yeah. Probably because of how slow they freaking move. Yeah. Uh, it has something to do with their meta- with the way their metabolism is. Uh, I think it's more to it, but that's the only thing they can explain. Right. So yeah. that's just it. They can only tell you what they can explain. They can't mm-hmm. tell you anything after that. Well, from what I understand with the basking shark, you think about... Basking sharks like to stay in very cold water. Yeah. Well, uh, look at the megalodon. Mm-hmm. It's very cold watered. Right. That you know, in theory. Oh, yeah. That's if it really is alive. Now. I, I imagine it is. You just you ain't gonna see it because all the food's down below. Well, it's not just the food below, but there's also a massive pressure difference. Well, that and I don't. I don't really think the megalodon's going to attack humans. Well, if it were to get used to the pressure difference in being able to come up that's a possibility um you're talking about an apex predator that had that was big enough that it would have no natural enemies right it would be well the only natural enemy it would have is that giant squid right well even the giant squid were tiny compared to it right yeah because you're you're talking about a shark you know the the calculations they've done on ancient megalodons, yeah. you're looking about a shark that was as big as a school bus. Well, and you know, there's there's uh, stuff coming up out of the ocean as as we're talking that people's never seen before. Yep. And that's because of the way the Earth's shifting. Mm-hmm. And all these so-called disasters are popping up. Mm-hmm. So now some of these things are starting to pop up. Right. So that's no telling what, what we could find within the next 30 years. That's true. Oh, um, you remember watching that uh, Oak Island series? And you, you kind of got frustrated because it's like you're going and going and going and they still don't find shit? Yeah. It's because they never did. From, what I, from the last episode, they did. No, actually, um, I, I'll have to send you a link of one of the, video, one of the guys that I watch on YouTube a lot yeah 
Um, and he talks about different historical things. Right. <laughs> he, he said, you know, he points out, you know, all the information that they had on it. Mm-hmm. They didn't find shit. And who's to say they did or didn't? <coughs> this is true. Because, you know, if they did find treasure, mm-hmm. you know who that treasure belongs to? Uh, Canada. Yeah. They don't belong to the Guinness Brothers. Mm-hmm. That was one of the part of the deals. Right. So there's no telling if they actually did. Now, I know they didn't find the Art of the Coven. I know that. Right. Did they find Shakespeare stuff? I don't know. No, they didn't because that was that that was completely bogus. Well, it could have been bogus, but that was one of those that, you know, grew and grew and grew. But they did find parchment paper and they did find old leather. Right. Which so, they know, don't know what it actually went to. Which could they have been, can only speculate it. Right. Which could have been at most you had explorers that went through the area. Well, they said this stuff was a lot older than what an explorer would have. Because mm. this is, it was the type of stuff that wasn't normal. It wasn't actual leather. It was basically human skin. Right. Or animal skin mm-hmm. type leather. Well, you know, And back then, that's what they used was animal skin and human mm-hmm. skin. That could have been Native American. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Because you really, you know. Hell, for all we know, it could have been alien skin, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, with the, um, most people, um, but what I was getting at, um, most people don't understand how people came to the North America and South American areas. Right. And, you know, we've already proven it came through the land bridge on the Asian side. Mm-hmm. Now, the Mormons claim that it was more on the European side. Right. But that's not... That's not the case. That was never the case. Right. But the Native Americans came in across through, you know, across Asia to the North Pole area and across mm-hmm. and down. Right. Now, it's entirely possible that you had a sect of Native Americans that um, went and, ex- and explored that area. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. So I don't necessarily think there was any gold or anything. Well, there, there, there was gold there, but it ain't as much as everybody thought it was. Well, they, they were finding bits and pieces of gold. No, they were finding natural occurring gold nuggets. No, gold coins is what they were finding, not nuggets, no, coins. It's not listed on even on National Geographic's website. And National Geographic was the one that funded that show. Mm. It's not listed. Yeah. So... Uh, they did find a gold necklace. However, that's all they found. Well, they found a bunch of civil or not civil war stuff, but war back then type stuff. They right. found that. Right. Um, they yeah. did find coins there, but they were gold coins, but it ain't what they said it was going to be. Right. And like the the legend that it, you know the pirate had buried the treasure there. And you know it could be a possibility that somebody did bury something there. They're just in the wrong fucking area. Well, here was the thing, is that pirates, they don't bury a large chunk. No, they bury it a little at a time. Right. They, and it's not necessarily um, to save and invest. And, you know, I think somebody did bury something there, but it was found a long, long time before they got to it. That's very, very possible. Because um, you know, that guy Samuel that they keep talking about, mm-hmm. he had plenty enough time to find that shit. Yep. And he might have found it. He might have spent it, cause he got he got awfully rich, awfully quick. Yeah, this is true. 
So basically what they were doing, they were basically there for the history stuff. Right. Well, and that's what they said, they're history buffs. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that I don't think that you're going to find any any real connection to the Knights Templar and all that crap. Well, they did, they did find a whole bunch of stuff that was Knight Templars there. The, it's stuff that looks like it, but it's not. It's We don't know. It's like the example where they found, a, you know, a skull of, you know, on the, no, it wasn't a skull. It was a rock that looked like a skull. No, they found a necklace that was a Templar. Mm-mm. One Templar. According to where the Templars came from, it was the necklace. Maybe. Because it, it's sitting there on the wall itself, and they they took the uh, necklace and put it against the wall, and it's exact. Mm-hmm. Well, I, lo- I loved um, what the guy was pointing out. He said... If they find, you know, two thousand pounds of, tri- you know, of gold, mm-hmm. he said he'll eat the script. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Until this day, as far as I know, they're still searching. Right. I don't know if they are still or not. But my my thing is, is the way they're going about it. I would like no. I would have. The first thing, if if they did have those um, traps, why didn't they shut those off at the beginning? Right. Well, the other thing that I'm kind of curious is why they're not using the satellites that we have that can actually scan underground. We probably, use- probably because they don't scan far enough. But they do use uh, ground sonar stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, you know, and we use them for military purposes. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they don't go that far down. No, well, they go down pretty deep. They may go 200 miles down and that's about it. Which I don't know what 200 miles is, you know. But um, if I remember correctly, rough estimates, and this is just roughing, okay, uh, roughly a thousand feet is considered a mile. Hmm. Okay, if I remember correctly. Right. The thing is, is that that shit keeps changing every time you turn around. Yeah. And I said, and that's just a rough but, approximation. You know, but it is still interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's gold out there that we still haven't found. Right. Well, there's here in Arkansas. There's actually a lot of civil, you know, civil war stories of lost gold. Right. And the but is there any in Arkansas? I don't know. And that's you know the thing is, is you know we're talking about you know uh, where it gets lost. And that, you know, there's a lot of merit to the stories. Mm-hmm. But in the re- for one thing, you're talking about a time frame where we wrote a lot of shit down. Right. But also, um, you know, our record keeping was phenomenal back, you know, even you know during the Civil War era, as opposed to the 1700s and yeah, earlier. Right. Well, that's like um, that one episode that the Gaines did was about the railroad train. That went into the ocean. Mm-hmm. They found something like that, but I don't know if that was actually the train or not. And uh, I've only seen maybe two episodes of that, and I hadn't heard anything else from it. Right. And it's like that uh, battlefield, battlefield of um, Gettysburg battlefield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They found uh, Civil War stuff there. Right. Which yeah, you're gonna find that because that's where the fucking battleground was. Right. I'm surprised you don't find bones still. I probably do. I don't know. 
Well, guys, we're going to take a brief, brief pause, and we'll be back after these messages. Hey, folks, welcome back to Arkansas Chatters. Uh, thank you for listening to our sponsors. Uh, and we're back. We just need a, a brief break, stretch our back. You know, take a piss, take a shit. Yeah. All the uh, you, might wanna, you might want to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but, yeah, the, I'm gonna say, Can you imagine doing this for eight hours? Oh, God. I don't know how Ben Shapiro does it. Well, I imagine he gets up and all that shit. For all we know, he could be standing up for all you know. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, a lot of programming, you know, programming studios, they will have um, options of... Um, sitting down and standing up. Sitting up, standing up. But some of them even have um, treadmills underneath their desk. Yeah. That they can move, you know, move their um, legs. You know, their legs, and they can, because a lot of times you can think better on your feet. <laughs> Which is really strange, ain't it? Yep. Now, but that's how you get your blood to flow. Yep. But somehow I just that one thing I still have yet to figure out is how the hell would you code walking? Depends on how good your eye and hand coordination is. Yeah, that's just true. If your eye and hand coordination sucks, then you might as well give it up. Yep. But it might be good, you know, when you're reviewing your code to walk and doing that. Well, see, and, that, and that's where you have a microphone or your uh, tape recorder taping all everything you're talking about. Yep. Well, then I, try putting it on paper is what the fun yeah. part is. Well, back in the day when I was hardcore programming, one of the things that I was notorious for doing would be if I got stuck on a problem, I would print it out. Yeah. And on the bus ride home or whatever, I would review it. Yeah, you know, at my leisure, right. where, and then I could sit there and handwrite the changes I need to make. Right, and that helped out exponentially. Yeah, and some people are like that. Some people can do it with a voice recorder. Some people have to do it on paper. Yeah, and some people just do it in their heads. Yeah, my memory ain't that fucking good. No, <laughs> mine used to be pretty good, but it's not like it used to be. Yeah, I, I bet you you can't even remember your last home phone number. As a child. Yeah, I can. <laughs> so that, and today's kids cannot do that. Yeah, but I can, and that's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Well, my my parents had that phone number, God, since I, you know, since I was four. Yeah. Until I moved out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, when I moved out and when I got married to my ex-wife, they pretty much ended the home phone service. Mm-hmm. And just had DSL internet. Right. And you know, there's this surprising that people still have home phones. Well, it's actually still surprising. Honestly, I think it's a you know, in some ways it's a good idea. Well, the, just because they got a home phone number is because there's no cell tower where they live. Right. Well, like in what I would love to do is to get a home phone service. And then take away my daughter's, you know, cell phone. That way she. I would take. I take away the phone service completely. Well, that way she can talk to her dad unadulterated, but there's no text message. It's just simply a phone call. Right. None of the crazy crap. Yeah. And no BS. Yeah. Because that's ultimately the you know the big hiccup on taking it away in the first place is making sure that they have communication. Well, as your stepdaughter says, she doesn't really want to talk to him. 
She does, but doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, right now the kid can't make up her mind what she wants to do. No. So you can guide her in the right direction. Just don't force it. Right. This is. And if she takes if she takes your advice, great. If she don't, that's on her. Right. But who's to say your advice is the best take? You know. This is true. But I don't know. I think we've tried everything but taking it away permanently. And that would have been the very first thing I've done was take it away. Yeah. That would have been the very first. And that's just instincts. That's what my parents did to me. So why not? And it worked when I, when I was little, so why not? Why shouldn't it work now? Right. Because you, you take it away long enough, they will start going crazy. Yeah. You just got to figure out where that time point is. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, it just needs to go permanently. And like you said, since she had bad grades this, sem- uh, this semester, that phone disappears completely. And if I had my way, that's exactly what would happen. And you should have your way because that's your house. You're the one that's paying mm-hmm. the bills. Yeah. But as my wife so succinctly puts up with it, you know, says, I'm not the one that has to put up with her. It's like, uh, what do you think I do when I'm home? I'm having to put up with her. Mm-hmm. Just because you put up with her more than I do, I still have to put up with her. said just tell me another bullshit lie you know that's just that you know you're the one that's paying the bills Mm -hmm. so what you say should go to a certain extent right if you know that everything you've tried has not worked why keep trying to do the same old thing over and over yeah that that tells me that your old lady's a democrat whether she knows it or not (laughs) exactly because Republican would have done something totally different. Yeah, they would have. Or any any normal person would have done something different. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's what bothers me in all this, is it's like. And the problem is, it shouldn't bother you. You shouldn't let it bother you, should I say. Well, what bothers me is the fact that we've done everything but what I've suggested to her. Because and... she doesn't want to admit that you're right. Mm. You know as well as I do, she hates to admit that. You need another one? No, I'm good. All right. But she but, hates you. You know as well as I do. She hates to admit when she's wrong. Yeah, and this is true. She doesn't like to admit it at all. <laughs> but if you if you'll sit there and at least try it your way, without your wife's consent, then then you know your way's working. Yeah. Well. But, you know, it, it's totally up to you. Yeah. You're married to her. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just at that point where it's like, you know, I can't, I cannot continue to stress myself out the way that I have. Then why do you? If you say, if you say you can't continue stressing yourself out, then why do you do that? I don't know. But, you know, I'm just, I've reached the point where it's like, they're going to do what they're going to do. So then why, why not do what you're going to do? Exactly. So if you think taking her phone away, but uh, actually help take the damn phone away, yeah. regardless of what your wife says. Yeah. If you can actually prove it within a, mo- a week or two that you're right, then she might actually go for it. Right. But you're going to put, you're going to uh, get a set of balls and do it. Yeah, this is true. Same way with cleaning the house. Yeah. You're going to have to get off your butt and do it yourself. Because yeah. it ain't going to get done unless you do it. So why not man up and do it? You're right. 
you know. And people may think that's going to cause depression. The only reason why it's going to cause depression is because you're letting it cause it. Yeah. Well, and I let it go. I let my depression get too bad. You know. Well, that's because you're switching medication. So right now you're kind of not leveled out yet. Right. So yeah, everything like that is going to screw you over. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, my wife and I um, were today we're trying the experiment of no. I didn't take my ADHD medicine, and last night I didn't take my flashback medicine. Last night I actually had a decent night of sleep, um, and so we're going. Well, here, here, here's my thing on that. Why you do that before you start taking the medicine? Or well, as you was starting to take the medicine? Well, because their, their original thought why, why didn't you do it one at a time? Well, the original thought was they didn't want me to change too much at one time. Well, see, that's, that's just it, is you know your body better than they do. Right. Well, I still didn't know that, you know, this was going to do that. And it's possible, um, it's possible that because of the fact of changing my antidepressant, the way, you know, because it's a whole different creature than the traditional antidepressants. Right. I switched from Lexapro to, to uh, Trentelix. Right. Well, Trentelix operates differently i may have to change the other medicines on top of that let's say yeah but see you're you they put you on their starter dose right yeah you know your body better than that so why don't you tell him to do you the regular dose that's a good point so you know that's what i'm saying you know your body better than they do so if you know the starter is not going to work as fast as you want needed it to you should tell him you need the regular dose well i've never had you know the episode like i had yesterday that bad, ever. Uh, well, look what happened to me. Yeah. I've never took depression pills in my life. Never. Right. Every once in a while, you will blow up. Mm -hmm. It just sometimes it takes longer than others. Yeah. It took going on twenty something years before I blew up again. Mm -hmm. Well, it, yesterday it well it started the night before and it, it felt like somebody had. But here's the thing: was is what what triggered it? That much I don't know. I don't fully understand what the trigger was. And that's something you're going to have to figure out. Yeah. And it's going to bother you like hell until you do. Yeah. Just like that uh, thing you was telling me the uh, other couple of weeks ago about you have a feeling that you needed to finish something. Yeah. Well, not necessarily the, to finish something, but to write something. But the thing is, is you're going to have to fail to realize since you waited this long. You're gonna to have to totally redo the whole shit and caboodle. Yeah. You can't just start where you left off. Right. Like I said, it's. I feel like as a programmer, there's a program that I am meant to write, but I don't know what it is. Right. Whether well, it could be about suicide, there is programs on that. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's depression, there's programs on that. Right. But there might be a different way that I can do it. Right. And that's that's the reality is is that. In any app you can think of, somebody's already come up with one way to do it. Mm -hmm. But there could be a whole different approach. But you, you can you can think of a better way. Right, a whole different approach. Right. So if you find a program in there and say, oh, that could have been it, you try to find a better way of implementing it. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, years and years ago, I had the idea for a glucose database app. Right. And the first version was just going to be, you know, something you stored on your phone and it just would keep, you know, keep track. Right. 
The second version, I was going to partner with um, the glucometer makers to create a device that you would plug into your um, headphone jack. Right. Now, now they're taking away a headphone jack, so I'd have to rethink that entirely. Right. It had to be, you know. It had to be Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, but the idea was it, most glucometers currently, they'll read up to 550. And that's where it needs to read, and that's it. But the thing, though, is, is that if it reads that high, the idea behind it was to go ahead and dispatch an, uh, an, an ambulance immediately. Because well, that's where you had to set it up with the hospital. Right. And that's where, but like I said, I never got to the point on that, and someone's mm-hmm. already created something similar. Yeah, but if you could find a better way of implementing it. Yeah, this is true. You know, and that's where you can end up making your money. Yeah, this is true. You find something that's already out there, but if you can make it better, do it. But you better trademark it quick. Yep. And that's going to be the hard part. Yeah. No, actually, it's they've actually gotten easier with that. Well, I've decided whatever whatever program I write, it's either going to be a web application or it's going to be an Android app. The reason why I developed for Android is it's. Well, my, my thing with Android, you may have to end up working for them before you can do that. No. Uh, Android, um, their SDK is easily available. It may be easily available, but they probably don't want you to uh, mess with it unless you're either working for them or had the rights to do it. No, with Android, the way that they, they do that, because most, most apps are made by third-party companies. Right. Um, and which they end up trademarking afterwards. Right. But the thing is, they don't work for Google. They are their own company. Right. And it's the same thing. I can write, you know, anybody can write an app. Yeah, anybody can write an app, but you got to get the permission of the company that you're writing it for to, underst- or to use their applications. Yeah. Well, you know the guy that wrote the Flappy Bird app, the Flappy Bird game? No. I never even heard of that game. And this little game, and the, and the whole thing, the only thing you do in the game is you're tapping the screen. That's all you're doing. Right. And each time you tap, the bird flaps its wings and flies a little bit. Right. And if you tap too much, he's going to fly too high. Mm-hmm. If you don't tap enough, he's not going to fly. Right. So you, and you're having to dodge all these obstacles. Right. So you have to time your taps just right. Yeah. That guy, you know, I looked him up. You know, the other day, the guy's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Over in, in over a stupid little game. Yeah, and I mean it's a tiny game. Yeah, it's amazing how much you can make if you make a game that people would actually play. Right. Yeah, but and that's just it. You just got to find that. Yeah. You just got to find it. Yep. Maybe um, maybe that's what it needs to be is a game. You know. Possible. That I need to create. Yeah. Thing is, is, what kind of game would you? Well, it's like I was telling you, you can create an app on that um, karate stuff that you do. Um, Akita, yeah. Yeah. You can create an app on that, mm-hmm. but you better make sure there ain't no other apps like that. Right. But if there is, you do what you need to do, but don't release it until you get permission. Right. Well, the, the, I know that there's not an Akita game. I looked that up. Um, there's been some feeble attempts, but nothing serious. Right. 
Um, so I think you know, I may attempt that, but first I've got to get my head wrapped around game programming because game programming is a little different than app programming. Right. I mean, you're using the same libraries. Well, the same ba stuff. Basically, basically what you're saying is you're wanting to get back in programming yeah. or coding, either one. Yeah. So instead of talking about it, you need to implement it. Yeah. Because you've already got most of the stuff that you need to do it. Yeah, I've got all the applications. Uh, I just you just got to have the time to do it. The time to do it, but also I need time to learn how it works. Because right. Android you know, programming from uh, 4.0 um, is dramatically different. The syntax is different. Oh, yeah. What do you expect? I mean, it's... It ain't going to stay the same forever. Yeah. But, I mean, it's enough of a difference that I'm going to have to start from square one and relearn. Right. See, and that's where school comes into handy. Yep. Because you can still implement most of your old stuff, but there's just some new stuff that you have to implement with it. Right. Well, that's kind of... I still want to go back to school. Um, and, if, you know, coming up in fall, I want to get my butt back in... Uh, at least you're going to try to, and it ain't a guarantee. Right. I'm going to try to get my butt back as well. It's what I want to do. Right. But see, the only person that's stopping you is you. Yeah. Even though your wife disagrees with it, if it's something you want to do, you need to do it. Yeah. Don't let anybody hold you back. Yeah. Now, the only people that could probably hold you back is your job. Yeah. Well, and I think... But you can change that into finding something different. Yeah. Well, and I think this my job the way it is i think i can make it work right but you do your best thinking at night don't you yep so that's where you're gonna run into your problem right because during the day you got so much noise around the house you ain't gonna be able to right and that's again runs into the problem that i've already got right i think if you truly want to do that you'll find a way to do it yep that's if you truly want to do it yeah I just haven't figured it out yet, right. but I'm working on it. Right. And you know, you just got to weigh your options. Mm -hmm. You know, don't stick with one option. You got to weigh everybody, everything else. Yeah. Is it going to hurt your marriage? Possible. Is it going to hurt your relationship with your kids? Possible. So that's mm -hmm. that's the other ones you got to weigh about. Yeah. It depends if you want to get your ass out of poverty or not. Yeah. Well, and I think that. I mean, and if your wife, if your family can't understand you're trying to get out of poverty, then they're the ones holding you back. Yep. See, me myself, I would love to try to get out of poverty. Yep. But everything I know to do has already been done. Right. Well, you you've been talking about investing in the stock market quite a bit lately. Yeah, but you know, my thing is that if and if if ands and buts but I'm also watching what I my money right if I can't afford to invest I'm not going to invest right but if I have a little bit that I can mm -hmm. and I have to worry about it sure I am well somebody um, told me a long time ago start with a small amount that you invest right right and do it and treat it like you like you would in the casino right like, you know what you invest initially don't put it back in right you know you invest in even if it's a sure thing don't put it back in right that way you know the same way with the casino you go in mm -hmm. with 10 bucks mm -hmm. 
you know, you, you keep your winnings separate from your, your spending. Exactly. And Even if you uh, go into the casino, spend $10 on one machine, you lose it all, you better might as well just walk on out. Right. Get your free dinner and walk out. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, if you're... You know, if you win, you don't put it back in the same money that you're going to spend. Mm. You keep it separate. Right. Well, it's, it's the same way with um, if you work overtime, it's the same concept. Right. The overtime money you make, you put back. Mm-hmm. You don't use it unless you necessarily have to. Right. My problem was I got greedy and I started using my overtime pay. And then look what happened. Right. And you got used to having that overtime. Yeah. And now I'm fucked. Yeah. So now I'm having to relearn again. Yeah. Which ain't as hard as people think it is. There's just a lot of shit you got to cut out. Right. <laughs> oh, I lost my thought. I hate it when that happens. Mm-hmm. Talk about money situations. Yeah. Well, and I have one of my coworkers is an investor in the stock market. But it's like I told him. It, you know, I mean, in many ways, it's just like gambling. Well. Even going in 401k is gambling, because the 401k goes into the stock market, whether they tell you that or not. It yeah. does the stock market, so you're gambling there. Right. <laughs> so why not gamble with your own money that you got in your hand? Right. Um, for me, it's not exactly. As you can't afford it. Right. I can't afford to, you know, to take a loss. Right. See, I, right now I can't afford it because I've been on vacation for a while. Right. But once we get our work back to where it needs to be, then I might be able to. Yeah. So did I understand? You know, I understood you correctly that the plant is actually closed right now. Yeah, it's closed for a week. Okay, so it'll be coming back up next week. Yeah, it's supposed to be if we got the work. Right. If we don't have the work, it'll probably end up closing it down again. Right. But it's not real. It's going to affect me, but it's not going to affect me. Right. I just won't be working as many hours. Right. So you'll have to get used to living on a tighter budget. Yeah, that ain't gonna be easy. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. Right, and you know, then that's that's my fault. Well, I didn't pay any back like I should have. Well, and the other thing, you, you know, no one could have imagined how much Biden was going to cut our military budget. Yeah, actually, everybody could imagine because he said he was going to cut it. But. That, you know, no one expected it that actually, far actually, back. Actually, it's not as much as you think, really. He's pretty much crippled our military. Oh, hell, even taking a little bit will cripple it. Even just taking a little yeah. will cripple it. Well, we're at the point that Taiwan, with their teeny-ass army, could invade us with rubber band guns and win. Oh, hell, anybody can invade us right now and win. That's what I'm saying. With their tiny-ass army, they, they could do it. Poland can do it. Yeah. That's that's a sad state when Poland. Has What's the oldest airplane flying right now, military-wise? Um, and that's still flying today. The 18s, isn't it? Nope. What it's is older it? than the 18s. The 16s. B-52 bomber mm. is 80 years old. Damn. And it's still running strong. Yeah. And it's the cheapest airplane the Air Force has got. Yeah. That can outperform all the newer shit. Yeah. That's well, bad, ain't it? Yeah. Well, from what I understand, though, the B-52 bomber, or the B-52 bomber is not, it's not designed for dogfights. It's strictly for bombing. It's strictly for bombing and reconnaissance. Right. 
but it flies higher than any other airplane. Mm -hmm. The other thing that our, our military has done... But have you seen how big the B-52 bomber is? Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It takes a lot of fuel to fly that thing. Yeah, and they said that newer technology that they're doing with the engines mm -hmm. is helping with the fuel economy. Mm -hmm. So they can fly even longer mm. now. But that's some bitch is massive. But it's, it's getting the upgrades. Mm -hmm. It gets upgrades every time it needs upgrades. Mm -hmm. With computers, motors, and all that. Right. But it's still the oldest airplanes ever flown. Right. But it's something we would not use in an actual air battle. Well, the only... The, the last time it was used was during the Iraq War, mm -hmm. and that wasn't too long ago. Right. But, but my, they're still using it. But what I'm saying is... They will not inter interfere in a dogfight, no. Right. You wouldn't use it there. The planes that we have for a dogfight are, you know, useless, you know, getting useless anyway. Actually, it's not as useless as you think. Compared to what China's got now? Oh, <laughs> uh, we still got one that out, outperforms China's. But here's the difference. This is... We don't have nearly enough of them. That's our only downfall is we don't have enough, but we do have airplanes that can outperform theirs. Right. So they'll be able to take out a couple planes before we can take before they take us. That's out. why you, that's why you strike first. Right. Now, if you if you was to invade a country, what would you invade first? I would probably I take out the smaller ones because smaller what the smaller countries. Um, but what, what what I'm saying is, is what would you take out first? What structure would you take out first? The structure, I would probably take out their airfield. Well, that could be one possibility. What would you take out? The dam. Why? The dam will hurt the whole country. Mm-hmm. Then you would hit the satellites. Then you would hit the airfields, or you more likely you're going to end up doing it simultaneously. Yeah, you have to do it simultaneously. You'll hit you'll hit the dams first, then you'll hit the satellites, then you'll hit the air, air bases. Right. And they pretty much crippled. Right. Now, the one thing China does have a, a shit ton <coughs> of is anti-aircraft missiles. Well, they just now started building those. No, they, they've been building them in secret for a long time. They have, but they've been having problems of it being long range. Right. And now they got it to where it can actually go around the world. Right. And actually hit, hit its target. Yeah. But it, they've been developing it throughout the years, mm -hmm. but they've always been short range because they couldn't go as far as they wanted it to go. Right. So if they wanted to, they can shoot from China and hit New York City mm -hmm. or but, China to um, Washington. Used to, they couldn't. But what I'm talking about is anti-aircraft, you know, artillery. That's what, yeah. That they'd be able to take down our planes if we went into China. And we we did the same thing. We would we had we had the same thing as they do, because who sells them to to them? We do. Everything that we have, we sell to them, which is idiotic. Actually, well, it's not that we're selling them the, the products themselves. We're selling them the, the plants. No, we're actually selling them the products as well. Oh, God. Even look, 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 look what happened in Iran or Iraq mm -hmm. or Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. That's basically what they do. Yeah. 
we literally gave the Taliban yeah. you know, more ammunition than they than they had before. But we we can still defeat them. But it's going to be a hell of a dogfight. Yeah. But we can still defeat them. The only way we're going to be able to defeat the Taliban is a complete, you know. Um, it has to be a one hit strike. It, yeah, it'd be one of those. You have to go in all at once. Yeah. Um, and knock out the their communications and all that. Mm-hmm. At the very least, scramble them. Yeah, but see, you, you want to knock out their power grid and you want to knock out their water supply. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt the whole country. Right. See, and that's what the original plan was for uh, the Taliban was going to do was hit the major dams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll hit the major dams like uh, Nor- the Northern Dam and all that. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt those countries around it, but it ain't going to hurt us. Yep. It's going to hurt the bigger cities. Yep. But, you know, when they uh, took down the, um, the um, Twin Towers, mm-hmm. that really didn't hurt our economy at all. No. It really didn't. No. It was, in all reality, that wasn't even the Taliban that did that. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it's actually somebody here in the U.S. that did it, really. Yeah. Because well, it was all inside job. Yeah. Uh, Operation Northwood. Yeah. One of the biggest farces that our military has ever had. Yeah. Well, and the what what was bad was the uh, twin tires were supposed to withstand all that. Somebody, and come to find out, it didn't. Well, part of it part of it was that someone before the bombing went in and filled the structure with thermite. Well, it wasn't just thermite. They did find pot bombs and all that in there. Yeah, but the thermite within the beams. Right, which was uh, actually put in the beams before they were shipped to, to them. Right. So, I mean, it was orchestrated. From the get-go, yeah. from the start. And it was all designed to bring us in, to take us to Iraq to the first place, because, you know, remember Bush had the idea that we had, that they had weapons of mass destruction. Well, yeah, because that's what he was told. Right, and he, he, he's only doing what he was told. Right, and what they did. What they, they found was nothing. Right, they found nothing. And but they didn't look in the right place either. Well, the thing was is that they didn't have it to yeah, begin with. Yes, they did. Where? They still have it today. They're not going to tell you where it's at. If you was any kind of uh, state, would you tell them where your arsenal was? No, it's true. So, we ain't going to know until we actually just ha- happen to accidentally hit the spot, right? Or find it on uh, radar, or truly, you know, in a true invasion style, you know, attack. Even with an invasion style attack, you still ain't going to find it unless you know the exact location. Because you, you got to remember, all their stuff's underground. Mm, this is true. Well, um, look at our subs. Do you ever, do you, do you ever see a sub coming above water to a port? Very rarely. That's because it's all underground in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Now you have cave systems all throughout the world where your um, subs can go and port, dock, and all that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I know There's a lot of shit out there that we don't know, or they, they don't want people to know, but people's already finding out slowly yeah. but surely. I know that we still have quite a few older subs in fleet, but they don't go as far. 
they go they go as about as far as the other ones do. They just don't go as deep. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're not kind of di- they're not designed for the same level of battle as some of the newer subs. Right. Because the older subs ain't equipped to be quiet. Right. Like the newer ones are. Right. But the older subs were using coal, if I remember correctly. There's, there's still diesel motors. There's some diesels. Uh, but the newer subs are being nuclear powered. Right. And now they're talking about putting compulsion systems in it. And that even, makes it even quieter. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, it's like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there if you're willing to do the research. Yeah, most of it's going to seem like a conspiracy theory, but it's not. Right. It just it just seems too far fetched. Yeah. Well, I know that we've got weird stuff out there. Uh, a lot of stuff that we're just not. Well, how do you think we're coming out with all this new technology? It ain't from us, America. Right. It ain't from us humans. No. Well, it's, we reverse engineered some stuff and we said, fucked oh. it up. Right. And we we integrated it in. I mean, but it ain't as good as their shit. Right. I mean, our computer technology. I mean, you really look at um, how much of that was built you know, on the microchip. Well, look at NASA's and the military's um, computer system. Yeah. They don't even have to use a damn keyboard. They can do all air crap. Yep. Well, did air you, suggestions. Did you know that most laptops today have 10,000 times the processing power? That they had when in the seventies and when they went to Mars or to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, raw processing power, you know. And we. But they, but they scale it back. Right. Well, it's the the raw processing power. We could still use it like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But But they, they. That's why I said they put like a governor on it to scale it back. mm Mm-hmm. Looks like my machine right now is running a Ryzen five chip. Mm Mm-hmm. The Ryzen 5 uh, 35U, which is what mine is, um, 3500U, um, has an absurd of raw processing power yeah. to it. And just think, that one little chip can sit there and turn on the um, nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. You just got to know the right frequency. Well, they've made it, um, from what I understand, they're, u- they're not using conventional computer switches like they do like they that's use. what they want you to believe mm-hmm. you got to remember the government lies and the military lies yeah this is true so they ain't going to tell you the full truth i know i do know that they use a heavy degree of encryption oh yeah they got to um they'll do things in triple layers of encryption so they'll encrypt something mm-hmm. and then encrypt that right and then encrypt, and encrypt the final layer and so you'll have this, you might have two or three kilobytes of actual data, Yeah. but it's encrypted, and the encrypted file by the time it's all said and done is mm-hmm. a gig. But yeah, you can get like a two-year-old to encrypt all that. Mm-hmm. You know what that tells me? The encryption's weak. <laughs> no, that the baby's an alien. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, a normal person couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I gotta remember to send you a link on the how the um, encryption that the Germans used. Yeah. You know, how it worked because they, they actually had a guy that took took and did a three D model render and showed you how it mm-hmm. worked. Yeah. That is 
You know how he came up with that, don't you? How? Aliens. Because mm. aliens visit Germany first. They hit Germany first. I started coexisting with them. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, basically America is the last besides China. Right. So that's just it is all the stuff that's coming out now has already been thought of. It's just now they're just bringing it out. Right. They're trying to make it better before they brought it out. Right. And uh, did you watch that video I sent you of the moon? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And, you know, like when they said that the lunar took off from the moon, yeah. it made a bell sound. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're sitting there saying that they think it's hollow. Possibly. That's the only reason why they think it's hollow, really. But did you know the moon does not ro rotate? No. Even, even though they showed that it does, it doesn't. Right. It's the same face every time you look in the moon. Yeah. And you'll never see the dark side. Yeah. So what is on the dark side? That's good For thing. all you know, it could be a base up there. Right. We could already have a base up no, there. No, it could be somebody else, not us. Yeah. We're, apparently, we're not that smart. Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, probably German, Germany is the first ones up there. Uh, I, would, I think it's more going to be China or... No, because Germany was the first one that went up to space. Mm -mm. It wasn't the U.S. It wasn't it, Japan. It was, it was Russia. Well, that's the same region. Right. Well, you know, you know what I mean is they were the first. Mm -hmm. We were the second. China was last. Mm -hmm. But uh, Russia did more than what we did. All we did was walk on the moon and got grab samples. Right. Why didn't we drill? Why didn't we dig? That's a good question. And that's that's probably what they did. They probably dug and all that crap. Right. And you know, and they did say they had weird sounds on the moon that they couldn't explain. Yeah. Even the people that were on the moon, they couldn't explain. Right. That's because they didn't go to the far side of the moon. Yep. They were too scared to. Right. Well, for one thing, you also got to look at temperature variances there in the dark side of the moon. You don't have an atmosphere on the moon at all. Right. So you don't have anything that's keeping the heat in. Well, it ain't just that is, is their oxygen tanks won't last that long. Right, that too. That's, I think that was their key thing is the oxygen tanks wouldn't last that long unless they landed on the far side of the moon, which they should have done in the first damn place. Right. But they wouldn't have been able to track with the technology that we had. No, but they can record and bring it back. Yeah. That's what the German or Russia did. Yeah. All right, well, folks. And uh, it's like uh, Mars. Mm -hmm. Mars used to be inhabited. Yeah. They just don't know when it died. Right. And... Um, Saturn's astral belt. Yeah. The stuff that's flying around the astral belt was actually a planet at one time. Mm -hmm. They just don't know which one it was. They thought it was might have been the Earth before. Well, I know that. Or it could have been the uh, Garden of Eden. Right. Well, I know the Sumerians. Uh, they talked about a tip, a tenth planet. And that would make sense, you know, according to their maps that they had, the 10th planet would have existed back where the asteroid belt is now. Right. But see, the asteroid that we had now could have changed because we didn't really have any a way of uh, mapping it out until we got telescopes. Right. This is true. So, for all we know, we could be a totally different galaxy for all we know. 
Yeah. Or we can be a galaxy within a galaxy. Yep. So who knows? Yep. Well, folks, I think that's going to be all we have for tonight. I At least that's all he wants to talk about anyway. Yeah. I got plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, I can go on all, all night if I had to. Yeah, this is the last episode for the year. Uh, we are going to start back up uh, weekly uh, soon. Uh, we will also, um, this is the end of season one that we will be bringing in on the new season, beginning of the year. And ho hopefully we can start bringing people in, chit-chat with them. Yep. So we can kind of get an argument going and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah debates are really interesting. Yeah, you can actually tell uh, the people apart when you try to debate them. Yeah. Because if they don't want to debate you, you know who, who they uh, go for. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> folks, that's going to be the end of tonight. I do wish you a, a wonderful, happy new year, and we will see you, and we will talk to you all soon. Happy new year, folks. Good night, folks.